Welcome to AFQ's Financial Power Podcast, building your financial power one segment at a time. And I'm your host, James Dickerson, Director of Member Experience here at Atlantic Financial. And I'm your co-host, Brian Peller, Certified Credit Union Financial Counselor and Business Development Coordinator here at AFQ. Today, we're discussing stimulus checks. Almost everyone's got them and no one's really sure what to do. We're going to dig deeper into our options and start a plan on how to get started. So let's jump right in. All right, Brian, uh, we received a question from one of our members. Uh, Her name is Tiffany uh, from Baltimore, and she would like to know what she should do with her her stimulus check. Oh, that's that's a great question. We've been getting it a lot. In fact, um, I went out and found this article on the America Saves blog uh, written by uh, Carolyn Pepperton, actually called Four Steps to Spending Your Stimulus Check Wisely When You Don't Have an Emergency Fund. And um, I guess that's one of the first things. Do you have an emergency fund? And if you don't and you're still working, well, this is the perfect opportunity to start one. Um, Yeah, that's that's an interesting question, Brian, because, you know, what do we consider an emergency fund and and how much should that fund be? You know, I I mean, I have some money saved and uh, but you never know if it's enough to be considered my emergency fund. Right. Well, I, I think generally speaking, uh, we're looking for three to six months of your earnings, your take-home pay in a savings account. And it depends really that three to six months depends on what kind of field you're in. If you're in a high demand field, like let's say you're a nurse, then maybe three months is fine because it won't be so hard to find a job. But let's say you, uh, unfortunately, this time you work as a retail store manager. Well, you know, retail, even before this happened, was going through some contraction. So you may be closer to that six months worth of savings. And um, you really also need to make sure you have a budget, which is, you know, the number one uh, way to get financially fit is to start with the budget. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And, you know, we talk about this a lot uh, with the credit union and, you know, Atlantic Financial does a lot of financial literacy with our community and with our membership. And, you know, the first thing we talk about is how do we how do we start a budget and where do we begin? And and, uh, for a lot of folks, you know, when they start a budget, they they start with writing out where their money's going every month. What are the bills that they have? What are the expenses that they have? Where is where are they spending their money? but the one thing that we talk about at Atlantic Financial is, you know, you have to start your budget with how much money you're bringing in. True. You know, you have to start with your income. What money is coming into your budget before you start listing off your expenses? Because for a lot of us, we can start listing off all of our expenses. And by the time we add in our income, we're already at right. a deficit. So, you know, starting with how much money am I bringing in before I start talking about where am I going to spend that money uh, is really important. Yeah, and you need to know sometimes you're getting income that the years that people are like, sometimes people have a part-time job and that money comes in and they couldn't tell you where it goes to because it's their fun money, which is great to have some fun money. You, you don't want to, you don't want to live and die by a budget that you're, you're miserable. But um, when you ask them to make a budget, they don't even write that down because they don't even think about it. You know what I mean? So that's why writing down and starting with listing all your income you know, you may even have, you know, you're renting out a bedroom or you're renting out a, a house or whatever. You want to take in all the actual income, actual money you receive. Um, on the flip side is you don't want to write down things that you're supposed to get. 
that you may not be getting on a regular basis, such as maybe rental income or alimony or things like that. You want to make make, make sure you're listing things you know you're going to get on a regular monthly basis. Um, and then that's half of it. And then you got to work on the expense side. And that's where things get a little dicey. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think that one of the other things, you know, you just mentioned is the part-time job. You don't want to factor in, you know, I, I work 25 hours a week when, you know, and that's a best case scenario. If you're averaging 15 hours a week, you want to factor in the 15 hours a week worth of income, not the, not the best case scenario, 25 hours a week. That you yeah. You know, and in the financial um, counseling department here, we like to tell people to be conservative if you have a part-time job. So if you average 15 hours a week or 20 hours a week, but every once in a while you only work 10 or 12 hours a week, um, you may just want to count 10 or 12 hours a week of pay in, in your budget. Uh, just to be on the safe side, because you don't want to budget, you don't want your budget to reflect income that, again, that you're not receiving on a regular basis. Yeah, it's better to have the surplus right. than not not earn everything you factored in. Yeah, that oh. makes perfect sense. So let's 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 talk about the stimulus check really quick. You know, let's say I have a right. budget, right, and I, and I'm out of work. You know, I, I I'm a bartender or I'm a retail store manager, for example, and I've been furloughed or I've been laid off because of the COVID-19 outbreak. Um, I take my stimulus check. I just go put, I just go pay my bills, right? I just call my credit card companies and I start paying off. So this is, debt, this right? is the uh, topic that is the opposite of what we normally tell people. And, and I would tell you, no, don't go rush out there and start paying all your, all your bills because it's $1,200. It's not going to last you a long, long time. Hopefully you're getting unemployment and hopefully you're getting the $600 additional stimulus in the unemployment world. Um, but you don't want to take the $1,200 and just spend it. You, you need to do things like first talk to your creditors and come up with a, a, a plan. Um, you need to let them know that you have taken an income hit because of COVID-19. You don't want to spend this money on paying bills and then have no money to feed your family. So you want to talk to your creditors and try to get a plan put together that works with all the income you're still coming in. So hopefully, like I said, hopefully you're getting unemployment and you're getting both phases of it. Um, and maybe you're also um, taking things you don't use anymore and trying to sell them through eBay or things like that. There, you, you know, but you don't want to go rush out there and spend the money. If you're not working, the last thing you want to do is take this $1,200, put it all on your rent or your mortgage, and then have nothing left for the rest of, you know, until who knows if there's another stimulus check. Yeah, absolutely. So what do I, so how do I prioritize? You know, so let's say, you know, I, I am getting my unemployment and I, I can pay most of my bills with my unemployment and I've called my credit card companies and I've, you know, had a conversation with them and they've put me on payment forbearance or interest only payments. You know, how do I prioritize what, what I need to pay? Well, I think, you know, I think most people look at the, the, the big two and that is your, housing expense and your car because hopefully you're going to you, you obviously need a house you need a place to live and and you probably and if you unless you're in the inner city you need a car in order to get to hopefully a new job or your old job or to job interviews so those are usually the first two you want to make sure you're not uh, going back on now right now and this is a special circumstance those two things can't be taken from you. you you can't be kicked out of your house 
You can't be foreclosed on or evicted, and you can't have your car repossessed. But that's just for now. If you get way, way behind on those bills and this is over, those those people could tell you they want all their money now. And if you don't, they can start repossession or foreclosure or eviction uh, processes. So you want to try to make sure those bills are paid first. Um, the other thing I would say you need to pay your first is pay yourself first. And that is make sure you put money aside in order to uh, buy food um, and take care of your family. And then the, the, the final thing is utilities. You want to make sure you have your electric and gas on, uh, although right now they can't cut you off either, but you don't want to be in this position when this is over and hopefully sooner than later this will be over that you don't have um, electric in your house. Yeah, and 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 the the repossession and foreclosure and eviction thing that's here in the state of Maryland, and I'm sure you know a lot of other jurisdictions have adopted that too. But I just wanted to make sure that yes. we clarified that you know that's that we're we're familiar with what's going on right. here in Maryland specifically. Um, that's really great information. So let's 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 go into a different scenario then. So let's say, um, you know, I'm a nurse. And I'm still working, you know, I'm, I'm still earning income. In fact, I'm probably getting a little bit of overtime or, you know, some organizations might even be offering hazard pay for their medical staff. What, what happens if I'm able to pay my bills and I, I'm still getting the same amount of income, if not more, um, I, sh I should just be able to spend that stimulus check on whatever I want, right? I'll go buy my golf cart that I want or, you know, go, you know, start planning that vacation or buy that laptop for wanted or as a recovering things. spendaholic myself, I would, I, I want to say absolutely go buy that 4k TV and plan your trip to Hawaii. I don't know how far $1,200 will get you with either one of those, but you know, go for it. But in reality, that's not the, the smart thing to do right now because um, you need to look at your whole financial picture and uh, a lot of people, even if they're making good money, are still living paycheck to paycheck. And that's where we, we will go back to, do we have an emergency fund with that three and six months worth of savings? If we do, great. Uh, maybe it's time to bump it up. Maybe you have young children. and Maybe you want to put this money in, uh, in a 529 plan for your children, or you want to put it into an IRA for yourself, for retirement, uh, for retirement funds. All those things should come first really before you should, should go start spending. Now, does that mean you don't spend any of it? I mean, this is a very stressful time. And if you have a, if you have those things covered and you have a plan, then absolutely go, go do something for yourself. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about today was if you're the type of person who has, you know, an emergency fund set aside and, and you're earning income, or uh, even if your emergency fund isn't exactly where you'd like it to be, you know, it's okay for your own mental health, your own personal, uh, you know, well-being to take a portion of that money and do something you wanted to do with it or, you know, buy something that's going to bring you comfort or happiness in some way. Because, you know, like you said, right now, we're, we're all sort of experiencing that extra level of stress that we're right. not inherently used to dealing with. And, you know, we have to take care of ourselves. And, and, and you, you know, you mentioned it earlier, paying yourself first. And, and we usually use that phrase in the sense of, you know, putting savings as the number one thing on your budget. What am I paying to myself before I pay anybody else? Uh, and, but, you know, I think that that also comes back to how am I taking care of myself? Uh, you, know, you know, both of us, we're both time. working from home. We both 
you have you you have young children i have older children um and recently in our house it, it, i i'm an extrovert i as you as you know i uh, i am going a little crazy uh working in my basement um but so we're probably spending extra money on groceries right now which is okay and we're buying stuff that we don't normally buy i, I haven't bought tasty cakes in 15 years but uh, at least uh, at least that my wife knows about um, but now we're getting them on a regular basis we're having themed dinner nights we're we're trying to do fun things um, around food only because that brings us all together as a family and that's okay um, when this is over we'll go back to that extra money that we're spending on food and put it toward other things um, a lot of people that are working right now are working from home and they are actually saving some money because you're not paying for the gas as much as you normally would or um, dry cleaning or, and things like that. So it's okay to spend extra on luxuries right now um, because, you know, we got to uh, make sure that we are mentally uh, able to stay um, on a clear path. Yeah, and I think that, you know, as long as you have a budget, you know, as long as you started budgeting, as long as you've, you know, prioritized your expenses and, you know, laid it all out and make sure that you have, um, you know, funds available uh, to, for an emergency, it's okay to say are, you're going to reward yourself. And, and you know, we talk a lot about, Brian, you know, even when you're saving that emergency savings, even if it hasn't been fully right. established yet, you don't have three months, you don't have six months. It's still important that if you're practicing the right behaviors, you're right. paying yourself first, you're set a smaller goal than three to six months worth of savings. And when you've gotten to that smaller goal, reward yourself a little bit, you know, because if we don't reward ourselves throughout the process, we don't stick to that behavior. Yeah, well, we don't stick I'm, to that uh, dealing with a member who's having, you know, issues and wants to start a budget and we look at things the first thing on the savings part was like i don't care if it's five dollars a pay I, just start with something because as you start to save your confidence grows and and you, and you actually look forward to putting that money away and seeing that my five dollars is now fifty dollars now it's a hundred dollars it's infectious so uh, um so it's it's a good thing to do uh anything just start on the spending side, when we look at someone's budget and we see maybe they spend um, $300 a month at the fancy coffee place. And we, if I say to you, you can't spend any money at the fancy coffee place or you shouldn't spend any money at the fancy coffee place, the plan is doomed because it's something you enjoy. But maybe we work out, maybe we only go to the coffee place once a week or like to do but to cut it back and take that extra money and put it towards some of the debt that is causing you stress or putting it in a savings account to help for your future yeah absolutely i completely agree um i think that that's all the questions i have around stimulus checks do you have any other thoughts on you know things that we should remind folks yeah of, you know, well i, I just thoughts? quickly um in this article uh on america saves blogs about the four steps of spending your stimulus on one of the, the first step they have, and I'm just going to quickly go through four steps real, real quick. Uh, make a list of expenses and make sure, and this is a big one, make sure you don't have any vampire expenses. 
monthly subscriptions that you have forgotten about. It is amazing when you start writing it down, you are paying things out of your account that you don't even realize that you have going on. Um, two, talk to the, these are things we already talked about. Talk to your creditors and lend them. Let them know what you're going through if you're having issues or problems. Prioritize the expenses. Um, we, it talks about you know housing, um, auto, insurance, and gas. Um, and then pay your debts in order of that priority is the uh, fourth step. And then the money you have left over, um, put it into an emergency savings account. Yeah, and I think, Brian, I think one of the things we should do after this is we should record another podcast maybe around how to just talk to those right. creditors. You know, how do we, uh, you know, how do we speak to them about, you know, the situation that we're in and how do we, you know, negotiate essentially uh, favorable terms yes. for all, all of us. Um, so I think that that would be a good session to talk about. Um before we go, I just want to talk a little bit about, and Brian, you feel free to jump in, what, what we do here at Atlantic Financial and, and things that we have available to the members. Um, you know, you have, um, you're a certified credit union uh, financial counselor, which I'll let you talk about, um, but we have ch children's savings products. We just launched the New Journey account that's paying 3% interest uh, for the first, how many dollars? $3,000. First $3,000? No. <laughs> Yeah, some, some amount of dollars. Um, for th but they're but they're paying. Right. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, they're paying three percent interest. Um, for minors under the age of twenty five. Um, you know, we so we're taking those kids even into college and allowing them to earn extra extra interest. We have the add and earn certificate, which I know you're a super, super big. big fan of. Where members yeah. super big, where members can uh, you know contribute and you know it's a twelve month or twenty four month term, so they can't take it out for a year or two years, but it's that forced savings of I'm going to put this money in there, um, and and be able to you right. know, force myself to not take it back. And if a member needs it, there's a small fee they can take that money back out, or if there's a hardship, a lot of times we'll waive that fee. Um, and we also have coffee. Uh, knowledge of financial education, you know, our financial education system, which is completely free to all of our members, um, all really great options available to members. Yeah, so um, I'll talk about uh, what we do in our financial um, counseling department. There are four of us, um, and we are here to help our members that are not necessarily, but most of the time they're struggling and they need a budget, and we help them walk through that process and hold them a little bit of accountable uh, we have some one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions available to help them with that. But then we also have members that are just fine, that are, are not struggling, but still um, would like to do better or save more. And it's almost the same process. Uh, we walk them through a budget and see what they're doing and where they can cut out and what they can expand on. Um, uh, talk a lot about add and earn CDs. I think it's a great way to force savings. Uh, it, I, as I, I joke, but I'm also serious. I am a recovering spendaholic. I, I enjoy electronics and traveling. Um, but uh, I am now uh, in my, uh, I'm not a young chicken anymore, as they, as they say. Um, so I am trying to make sure I am saving as much as possible. And one way I can make sure I save is I put 25 or $50 every time we get paid into my ad and earn cd and i can't take it out and it's paying a higher interest rate than it would in the regular savings account so it's got some really great benefits um as that i do want to say i did look it up real quick 
uh, Jimmy, and that uh, Junior's, uh, the Journey Savings account pays 3% up to $1,500. $1,500. But it still pays half a percent above that, which is still 10 times the national average on a savings account. Yeah, it's it's a great product for kids. And, and uh, I know we're getting ready to launch a checking account product that goes right along with that for, um, you know, folks under 25 as well. So, uh, you know, we have a lot of, of, of great options to set people up um, right to begin with. So, yeah, it's great. Um if anybody has any questions, and the show notes will be our contact information, they can ask us any questions they like about this topic, about the credit union, or about any other financial need they may have. Yeah, and if, if everybody could, you know, subscribe in uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're receiving your podcasts, or, you know, leave a comment about how, what you thought your thoughts are, or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, all that information will be in the show notes also. Uh, yes, and the web- our website is afq.org. Well, that's it, AFQ family. Thank you so much for joining us today. Links for everything we discussed will be included in the episode description. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, and follow us on social media. You can submit your own question by emailing marketing at afq.org, and you might even be featured in a future episode. Join us next week where we're going to discuss how you can talk to your creditors and negotiate favorable terms even during a financial hardship. See you soon.